Hallelujah. Amen. Um, amen. Thank you, worship team. And uh, you may have your seats. And while you are taking your seats, if you could turn with me to Luke chapter 21, verses 1. Amen. I'm really excited to be up here tonight. And I just pray that, that just as God spoke to us at the convention, that, that as we bring the message back to you tonight, that you will receive it with just as much passion as we received it at United Women in Ministry. Amen. And if you, and Luke chapter 21, verses one, it says, and he looked up and saw the rich putting their gifts into the treasury. And he saw also a certain poor widow putting in two mites. So he said, truly, I say to you that this poor widow has put more than all for all these out of their abundance. They have put in offerings for God, but she out of her poverty put in all the livelihood that she had. Amen. If we could bow our heads, Father, we come before you tonight in the name of Jesus, Lord. And I thank you for this opportunity and this privilege to be tonight your servant, God. And I just pray, Lord, that you would use me tonight, God, to meet your people, God, where they're at, God. And use me, God, to, Lord God, bring them, God, to their destiny, God, to, to, to speak into their lives tonight. Holy Spirit, have your way tonight. We thank you and love you, Lord. And we just ask that you rebuke the devourer, God, who comes to steal, kill, and destroy, God, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Before I begin or continue, I just want to thank Sister Chella and Pastor for this great opportunity to, to be up here tonight. And uh, I don't consider, I don't count it lightly. I definitely consider it a privilege because being behind the pulpit is, um, I mean, being, you know, we're on the worship team and we give announcements and we do things like that. But to be a servant and deliver a message just like we would in the streets is a great opportunity. Amen. So I just want to say thank you. And, uh, when we went to United Women in Ministry, we had Sister Mitzi. She came and she spoke at our discipleship. And let me tell you, she already began to prepare the women. So those of us that came to the discipleship, we were ready. Our hearts were ready. She came with a loving, uh, uh, um, I almost felt like when she came and she spoke to us, she was like a mom. She came, and those of us that know Sister Mitzi's testimony, she's a woman that has surrendered her entire life to the word of God. She has surrendered her entire life in her pain. She has surrendered her children. She, she, no, she has trusted God with her children. She has trusted God with her life. And when she came and when she speaks, I see a woman that puts, you know, when she doesn't just talk out the side of her neck, okay? And so and that's why it's great also to build relationships because when we, when we build relationships and we hear of the things that our brothers and our sisters are going through, and when they come and they testify or they deliver a word, we know they're speaking in a spirit and in truth, right? So when Sister Mitzi came, she came and she, the women, she already prepared our hearts. She already began to speak to us, look, this is what God is doing. So when I went, I was like, man, God, I'm desperate. Like, I really, I, I needed to hear from him. I need, I need direction. Because although I've been saved for quite a few years, I'm new here in Hayward. Well, I mean, I've been here for probably like four years, but I'm new here. I'm new here in Heart of the Bay. I'm under new pastors. I'm, the vision is the same as Victory Outreach International, but the, the direction, the, the city is different because I come from Oakland. Hayward is way different than Oakland. Um, I, I had to grow new relationships and do new things, but I know that God called me. I know that I have a calling here in Victory Outreach International. I took that. When it's spoken behind the pulpit and I would go to the conventions and I would go to World Conference and go to the discipleships, 
I grabbed a hold of the vision and I took ownership of the vision and I said, this is my life. This is who I am. This is why I was created. This is why I was picked out of the miry clay. This is why God has created me. Amen. So coming to to the heart of the bay has, as our, our, our discipleships were, I've leveled up. Amen. And, and, and nothing from, nothing uh, uh, negative towards where I came from. It was just time for me to level up. Amen. And that's where God brought me to Heart of the Bay. So I'm grateful to be a part of Heart of the Bay. Amen. So when I went, I went with, okay, God, <laughs> I'm in a whole new place, whole new environment. And, and, and yes, I've been here for four years and I've, I've been surrendering and doing different things and catching the vision and, and, and learning new things. Cause how many know we never get it all down. There's always something new to learn. Amen. So I went desperate and said, God, I need to hear from you. Amen. I was like this woman, this widow, widows. We know that if you ever, if, even if you're not a widow, if you've ever experienced the loss, it's, it's hurtful. If you've ever, your heart is broken, whatever type of loss you've lost, whether it be a friend, a loved one, um, maybe you've lost a, a vision, a dream, maybe you lost hope, okay? Maybe you lost faith. A loss, a loss sometimes can be very uh, discouraging, amen? This woman here was a widow. She had lost the love of her life. And if you've ever lost anything that you've loved, you know that it hurts, okay? And when she came, she brought her two mites. She brought all that she had. The Bible says that out of her poverty, she came and she gave her all. That she gave more than the rich. Amen. She gave more than those whose pockets were full, um, who may have, you know, had what we may consider success or an abundance. Out of that, she gave her poverty. She didn't have anything, but she gave her all. Amen. And I said, man, when Sister Mitzi at United Women in Ministry, she spoke. She spoke of the call. She spoke of her de- deepest desire. And again, as I shared with you in the, in the beginning, this woman has given her life over to, to preaching the gospel and discipling women. And here we have a mighty woman of God pouring out her heart, sharing with us that she is desiring to give more. And not just Sister Mitzi, but what she's doing is she's as she has stated, she is interpreting what the founder has given her. Amen. And that is that our founder, Pastor Sonny Argonzoni, uh, he was the one that titled our, 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 excuse me, our convention, Relentlessly Pursuing God, a relentless pursuit. And even she stated how much more that Pastor Sonny, our founder, a man who has given over his life, who, who has, who has preached and who has discipled and not just stayed in his one area, but has went international around the world is desiring to pursue God even more. And in that, she delivered that same desire to relentlessly pursue the call of God. And she began to explain to us that us, that us as the servants of God, that our desire should be to echo, to interpret the call of God that's been given to our ministry. Amen. And how many know that you have been called to Victory Outreach International? And that is a no limits, no boundaries, not just here and in our our pews, but to go internationally, amen? So how does this tie into the woman with the two mites? Well, just like the woman with the two mites who out of her pain and out of her misery, she gave all that she had. And tonight I want to speak to you, those that feel they only have two mites, If you feel you have just so little to give to God, I want to share with you tonight, give it all. 
just as she gave, and God said that she gave out of her abundance, give your two mites. Give out of your pain. Give out of your sorrow. Give out of your loss. Give out of your discouragement. Give out of your trial in the season that you're in. Give out of it. Give out of it. Because in that, God will show up and he will show you that your two mites is rich in his hands. Amen. The angel of the Lord told, uh, told Zechariah in chapter 4, don't despise small beginnings. Don't despise it. And don't place value on what you think the value should be. Value is placed in the hands of God. So what you may think is your two mites and maybe, you know, maybe your coworker, your two mites is nothing. But let me share with you that your two mites is mighty in the hand of God. Amen. Now, let us not be like Saul, who when God called him, amen, when well, God appointed him, amen, because the people were discouraged. They, they wanted a king, amen, that God, uh, he sent Samuel to anoint him. He told Saul, this is what you're going to do. He, God told Samuel, look, I have heard the cries of the people, and I have raised up a man, and I'm anointing him. Give him direction. Give him the vision where to go. And Samuel did that. He gave Saul the vision. He told him what to do. He anointed him. He laid out a feast for him, gave him his best, and said, okay, now this is what you need to do. Amen. Now, when it was time for Saul to rise up, like when God calls us to rise up, when he says, lead a Bible study, share your testimony, go to the discipleship, sing a special, amen, hit the streets. Where was Saul? He was hiding behind his baggage. He was hiding. He didn't see the vision. He forgot he was anointed. He forgot the vision. He forgot what was spoken into his life. He forgot how he felt when God appointed him, anointed him, but has spoken to his life and encouraged him and said, this is where I want to take you. And tonight I want to ask you, are you the woman that's given of your two mites? Are you hiding behind your neatly stacked baggage? Why is it neatly stacked? Because we know how to cope in our baggage. We know how to lay it down because we're comfortable with it. We even take our time. We know how to line it up. You ever worked in a store you know how to face off stuff right make it look nice and neat we know how to do that we know how to make everything look really good and really nice but really we're hiding we're hiding behind that and so I want to ask you tonight are you hiding behind the the call I mean excuse me the fear or are you answering the call tonight and in his time and in, in, uh, as, as Saul was king he did great things but he also did things that were not pleasing in the sight of the Lord. And in his, his, his span, he began to pursue after David, God's anointed. Tonight, are we pursuing and giving our two mites? Are we pursuing after the wrong things? Because Saul wasn't pursuing after God anymore. Saul was pursuing after David. He was pursuing after the wrong thing out of bitterness, envy, jealousy, whatever was raging in his heart. He was upset. He didn't have the spirit of God anymore. But who was David? David was just the man of God that was after God's heart. But Saul took his eyes off the vision. He forgot. He forgot why he was called. He forgot that God heard the cries of the people, and he called him for such a time as that. He forgot, and he began to relentlessly pursue after David. Tonight, God wants us to relentlessly pursue the vision of Victory Outreach International. Amen. And let me share with you tonight what that vision is. It's clear. If you've read Treasures Out of Darkness, Vision of the Outcast, if you've read it, 
if you've listened from behind the pulpit, you know it says in Isaiah 45, it says, I will go before you. I will level the mountains. I will break the gates of bronze and cut through the barns of iron. I will give you hidden treasures, riches stored in secret places so that you may know that I am the Lord, the God of Israel who summons you by name. You received an invitation. You're here tonight because God invited you. He invited you into the kingdom. He has prepared a meal before you. He has laid the vision out for you. It's clear. Amen. He's done it all for you. And tonight I want to encourage you. Give out of your pain. Give out of your loss. Give out of your struggle. And God will bless you. God will guide you. He will lead you into all truth. And no, it's not going to be easy. And, and the also part of what the vision is and where God is taking our ministries that God told Pastor Sonny that he wants us to start back from the beginning, to start building homes. And that's where he wants to take us back to the beginning, where we start inviting people. Imagine, huh? What a crazy idea. Hey, you need some place to stay? I got a couch. Come stay with me. And I got a blanket. You can take a shower at my house. But that's where our ministry, that's who we are. That's why we are here today. Amen. Because Pastor Ed, Sister Mitzi, Pastor Steve, Sister Jody came to NorCal and said, hey, come stay with me. Come live in my house. Come stay on my couch. Come stay in this room. Stay on that bed. And that's where God wants to take us. So tonight, I just want to encourage you to, to go back to Treasures Out of Darkness. How was the ministry built? Invite somebody to your home. And, and, and you know what? Yes, it is uncomfortable. Yes, you are going to have to not be selfish. Yes, you can't be prideful. Yes, you got to give your all in all. Yes, you got to give your two mites. But let me tell you this. Out of all of that, God says that you are giving out of your abundance. Amen. If you could pray with me, Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus, Lord, and we just thank you for your word. We thank you for the vision, Lord God. We thank you for what you're doing in our in heart of the bay, God. We thank you for our pastors, God, who are in love with the vision, God. We thank you, God, for the shepherds, God, that you have placed before us, Lord God. Help us, God, to be those people that echo the vision, Lord God, that interpret, God, what's being preached from behind the pulpit, Lord God, clearly, Lord God. We thank you and love you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. That was powerful. And um, you might hear an echo here. You might hear some uh, consistency here because that's how God works, right? He brings in um, revelation and he begins to confirm and then um, the echo comes, right? And so right now you might hear a little bit of an echo. So if you will turn with me to Isaiah, I'm sorry, not Isaiah, 1 Samuel chapter 10, um, chapter 10, verse 9. And as you guys turn there, I just want to um, thank God for my salvation. He's been so good to me. I'm just grateful. I'm a grateful woman, grateful mother. And um, thank you, uh, I'm not Pastor and Sister Chella, for um, giving me opportunity, for challenging me, and um, let me have a place here. Amen. And uh, thank you to all the leadership here. Amen. And um, to my family, to my honey back there, working the sound, always doing God's work. Amen. So 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 9, it reads, Then Samuel took a flask of olive oil and poured it on Saul's head and kissed him and saying, 
Has not the Lord anointed you ruler over his inheritance? Has not the Lord anointed you ruler over his inheritance? Lord, we just come before you right now, my God. I give you my life. I'm just your vessel. Holy Spirit, take over as I know you will. Have your way right now in Jesus' name. Amen. So she already shared a little bit about Saul, right? And if we skip over to verse 9, it says, As Saul turned to leave Samuel, God changed Saul's heart, and all these signs were fulfilled that day. When he and his servant arrived at Gibeah, a procession of prophets met him, and the Spirit of God came powerfully upon him, and he joined in their prophesying. Saul was anointed as a king. Right? Right here, he receives his anointing. Same way that David received his anointing. The same way that John the Baptist had his anointing and walked in it. Saul had that anointing, and he was separated. Samuel poured the oil over him. And even if he did want to hide, he had to fulfill that call, right? The same way that David did. But as even my sister here was sharing about how he began to, you know, get a little comfortable and begin to have an eye for the next person coming up, he got a little bit comfortable. And I, I, I got to mention tonight that the only guarantee we have, the only guarantee we have of not falling is staying close to God, staying close to his heart, staying close to the, the Jesus that died on the cross for us making sure that we're chasing after him the same way that he chased us. Because I don't know about you, but man, I don't come from a pretty background. I was lost. If it wasn't for this ministry, I'd be out there dead somewhere, beaten up, lost, overdosed. Something horrible that nobody wants to even say what happened at a funeral. That would have been me. But because of this ministry, I'm here today. Because of a, of a man named Pastor Sonny, not pastor at that time, but because he answered the call, because he chased God, and he still chases God here in his 70s. Look at Sister Julie, man. She's in her 70s, still like, come on, girls. Come on, gang girls, get it. Come on, let's rise up. You can could, you could answer this call too right now. You don't have to wait till tomorrow. You could do it now. The only guarantee that we have. And it's not about position. It's about knowing what we're called to do. It's about being right with him. It's about embracing what he has for us. Even when it's scary. Even when we're not guaranteed tomorrow or what's going to happen here or how are we going to budget this and what, where are the finances going to come from that. No, it doesn't matter. Man, if, if Pastor Steve was thinking about that when they were sending him out, ooh, we would not have a church today. I would not have been able to go through the woman's home. I would not be here today if Pastor Steve and Sister Josie were so worried about the diapers that even putting, the, putting our pastor in those T-shirts, 
living on tomato soup. I think it was actually ketchup soup. It wasn't even real tomato soup. They just got those packets of ketchup and made soup out of it. Man, we got to learn and remember where, where we come from. Remember where we come from. I have some notes here, but, you know, I already knew. The Holy Spirit's just going to move me along here tonight because, man, he poured something in me. Man, he did something there. It wasn't just words. It was infusion within us. It was God imparting into us as women, as leaders. Isn't it crazy that at a leadership we're talking about chasing after God. Isn't that crazy? It doesn't matter what position we're at. It doesn't matter how high we go. We have to constantly run after God. He ran after us. I know I wasn't looking for God. I was out there lost. I didn't believe there was a God. I see my mom serving God. I think she might be watching. Love you. But I didn't believe for myself. I said, how could there be a God and me go through all these things? I didn't believe it. But then one day, all I had to do was get on, you know, make that agreement, get on a plane and say, I don't know where the heck I'm going. I heard this city named Hayward. I don't know, they have this pastor that my mom's pastor knows and I'm just gonna go get some help. I'm just gonna go for a month. I'm just gonna go clean up. I'm just going to go clean up a little bit. Yeah, I need to get my mind straight because, you know, you know what, you know what it does to our mind. We, we out there for a while. We, be, we think we're bipolar. It's just the drugs. It's just the drugs. Lost. Yeah, I wasn't looking for God. I didn't know what kind of program I was getting into. Oh, it's a Christian? Oh, okay. It's a program. But, man, it got me. One week in the home. One week. There I was, in my seat, not even trying to go to an altar call, refusing. Uh-uh, you ain't making me go to, you can't do that. You cannot make me, no, uh-uh. And there God still finds me. There at my seat. There at my seat, not even trying to look for him, not trying to go get prayer, not wanting anything. Not wanting anything to do with that. But somebody just touches me, tries to pray for me, and God delivered me. He delivered me, set me free. Man, I was lost. I had no hope. I brought shame to my family, shame to myself. Had no life. But man, God found me. And how did he find me? It's because of an atmosphere that people set. It was an atmosphere that our leaders set. It was an atmosphere of people that cried for God. It was in that atmosphere that people were chasing God so much that the anointing of God just begins to touch you. Don't ever forget what God has done for you. Don't ever forget. Even David got a little comfortable. If you 
know the story of David, right? He falls into sin with Bathsheba. I'm going to talk to the leaders for a moment. Leaders, don't get comfortable. We can't get comfortable where we're at. We could do the routine and we can make it look good. We can make it look real good. But it's not going to change lives. It's not going to make an impact. We need the Spirit of God with us. We need to know that we're imparting, not ourselves. Man, nobody wants some of me. I'm sorry. Nobody, nobody wants to know, you know, yeah, they don't want this. No. But the Spirit of God that's in me, man, I could give that to you. Hang out with me for a little bit. Come over for 5 a.m. prayer. Come over for some 6 a.m. prayer. I'm telling you, the, those are the challenges. Those are where God meets you. Those are the times where God imparts, where God anoints, where God gives you the calling, where he begins to pour out that anointing over you, where he calls you by name, where he births a ministry inside of you, where he begins to speak to you and show you and guide you and say, it doesn't matter about anything else, just answer what I have for you. Just do what I called you to do. Don't worry about looking to the left or to the right or what they're doing or trying to compare yourself. No, do what I called you to do. Answer it. We must first pursue God's righteousness. Being right with him is what matters. In Matthew 6, it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. You don't have to worry about what a day is going to bring. You don't have to worry about what you're going to wear. You don't have to worry about where you're going to sleep. If I take care of the birds in the air, will I not take care of you? If the fields grow their grass on their own, will I not feed you? God's going to take care of us when we put ourselves in his hands, when we seek after him with all of our heart. Man, doesn't he deserve it? Doesn't he deserve it? To give his life over for us, there's no greater love. No greater love than to go on that cross, and not just go on that cross, but carry that cross walking up there knowing that he's going to have to die for us. Knowing not that he's just going to die, but he's going to carry everyone's sin. He carried the sin for us so that we could have a chance to make it. So that we could have forgiveness. So that his spirit could be left with us today. That's why we're able to tap into the Holy Spirit. You know that? Because he gave his life to leave his spirit with us. Isn't that heavy? When we pursue after God, he gives us that calling. He gives us a direction, and he begins to put things in our heart. He gives us the desires of our heart. He begins to change our wants. He begins to give us a new direction. He begins to give us that strength that we need. He's the supplier of our every need. We don't have to worry. Yes, there's those times where we're like, oh, okay, I don't know how we're going to do it. But we give it to God, right? He's going to make it happen. If it's his will, it's his bill, right? 
I want to help build. When I was there, even at the altar, and man, I think they had to kick us out because we didn't want to leave the altar. We were just bathing in the presence. I even went back to my room, just don't mind me. I'm still in the presence of God. I'm here. I might look a little drunk, but I'm just drunk in the spirit. Don't mind me. And I felt God just pouring into me, even giving me the, the heart, the heart for not just the ministry again, but man, to keep chasing and keep running, a new strength, even giving me strategy. How could I help my pastors build? How could I help my pastors build a base? Because we want to launch people out. Our founders want to see China one for Jesus. Our founders want to see Russia one for Jesus. There's more countries out there. There's more souls out there. There's more lives that are out there. How could I help build? Lord, give me the strategy. Show me the way. I want to help my pastors. I want to uplift their arms however I can. I want to be that person. I want to answer the call. I want to answer it here and now where I'm at. I want to grow right here where I'm at. Lord, send me. Lord, use me. Lord, take me, my life, everything that I have, everything that I am. It belongs to you, God. And as it belongs to God, he's going to use it for the ministry. As, he, as we begin to give our life over to the ministry, our pastors are able to use us, are able to groom us, are able to teach us. But are we going to humble ourselves? Are we going to come to the altar? Are we going to chase after God? As we chase after God, he's going to show us a chase for souls, a chase for the things that he has for us. We have to relentlessly, relentless. Isn't that crazy? It came from the founders. Usually it comes from the steering committee because they all come together. They plan out the year and they've got the anointing for it. But man, it birthed on our founder's heart. There's a reason we're going to bring it back to the basics, back to just chasing God, back to winning over that drug addict, back to starting homes over here, back to launching out victory homes over here so that as that victory home grows, it's going to grow into a church anyway. Man, God has so much for us. Who am I? I'm nobody. Nothing. But yet God still uses me. I just want to say yes. Yes, Lord. Whatever you want from me. I believe tonight that God wants to birth a city in some of our hearts. God wants to birth ministries in our heart. God wants to even bring healing tonight for some people. I believe there's healing going to even take place tonight. I know even me and Rachel, we've been praying for some breakthrough for some of these women that they can't even go in the home because they don't have their mind straight. But God is the God of a healer that he could work a miracle. He could heal the disease. He could heal the mindset. He could bring, he could heal my, all of those things. That's the God I serve. It could happen, but are we setting the atmosphere? 
It's up to us. It's up to us to step up, to step out, and let God use our lives. Because we're just vessels. We're just the instrument that he uses. We're just the hands and feet. We're just the mouthpiece. That's all we are. We don't get the glory out of it. Because when we, when we try to get the glory, that's where our downfall is, like Saul. Right? Don't let that pride come in. We don't need that. No. As we humble ourselves before the Lord, he will lift you up. That's what the word of God says. He will lift you up. And when he gives you that place, can nobody take it away? It doesn't matter what comes against you. Nothing by shall any means harm you. When you have the favor of God, nothing could come against you. Do we walk in that authority? Do we walk in that power? Sometimes we grow weary. But as we chase after God, we find rest in the Lord. And I'm going to just get ready to close right now. But I believe that God is pulling on hearts. That God is stirring some of us up here tonight. That even as I spoke of how God changed my life, how God delivered me at my seat, man, it's a miracle. But God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Those miracles he worked then, he wants to work them today. The same way that he sent out pastors in their early 20s, he wants to send out again. And right now, as we just begin to get ready, I know that God is calling. There's hearts tonight that are being pulled on. Man, I want to answer that call. Or maybe tonight, you need that healing. God has healing for you here tonight. There's answers right here waiting for you here tonight. But are you going to go after it? Are you going to come and get it? Man, when I wanted to get high, I would go find what I needed. Man, when I was chasing after a man, man, so shamefully, but the same way that we chased other things, why don't we do that for God? His spirit is already here. He's already moving. His Holy Spirit's already taking over this place. And right now, I'm going to ask you just as you bow your heads and close your eyes. Lord, just begin to minister to your people, God. Oh, that same atmosphere, God. I know that it's here tonight, God. We just want to go after you. Right now, I want to ask. No moving around out of reverence for God. I want to ask, is there anybody here tonight? You want that. You need that healing. And maybe you've known God, but you need to come back to God. Come back to that place. God's been speaking to you. He's been tugging on your heart. You even wanted to run, but you couldn't. That's God pulling on your heart tonight. Right now, where you're at, I'm going to ask you, if you need forgiveness of sins or you feel like, I need to come back to God. I need to come back to my first love. Right now, I want you to go ahead and just raise your hand quietly. Just quietly raise your hand. Thank you. I see you. I see you. I see you.
I'm going to pray for you guys tonight. But there's another step here. You need to take that step of faith. And right now I'm going to ask that those of you who need that healing, you need that to get back into that right place with God. Step forward here with me tonight. I want to pray with you. God wants to touch you here tonight. Take that step of faith.